Welcome to the Emmaus Fellowship Teaching Podcast. We trust you find this encouraging. Emmaus Fellowship is located at 205 North Pine Street in Woodland Park, Colorado. Our phone number is 719-687-6061. We trust you find this encouraging as you pour over God's Word with us. In a song, taught me how to sing. Now I have brothers and sisters, gave me a family. It's good to see you all. Ah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah, so here we are. I have a confession to make. I did not feel very spiritual during much of my sabbatical. I was asking this question, what does it mean to be a human being in a spiritual relationship with God? During my sabbatical, I spent a lot of time with my friends, climbing mountains, with my family, navigating their joys and their challenges and their transitions. I spent a lot of time in a garage working on a vintage motorcycle. I played my guitar. I watched mediocre TV. I spent much of August, September, and October with Tiffany, romping around the western United States, much of October with her in Crete, the Greek island of Crete. And I went to, again, this is kind of a confession, I went to one Bible study, And one of the weeks that Tiffany and I spent was actually a week at a Christian retreat center in Utah. And I can tell you this, God met both Tiffany and I during our sabbatical. I have two highlights from the sabbatical. I'll talk about the first one here. And the first highlight was this, that the simpler my spirituality became on this sabbatical, the more assured I felt in Christ. It's hard for me to put it in words. I actually am struggling to find language to convey what my personal experience was with Jesus over the last four and a half months. I will tell you this, that I'm in no way trying to impose my story with Jesus on any of you, but I am hoping that some of the things that the Lord has done over the course of these several months can be at least a curiosity, if not an inspiration for you. Because one of the things that I actually came to terms with was that I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude. Oh, man. (laughs) Human being. And that question of what does it mean to be a human being in a spiritual relationship with God, that was something that was ringing around in my head and in my heart for these several months. So God was really affirming, actually, was really affirming my humanity. Much of my Christian experience has been an attempt to become so spiritual that I'm actually elevated out of my humanity. Can I say that in a charismatic type of church? I was like, and continue to be so enthralled with the supernatural that I almost felt like the mission in my life, the goal in my life was to elevate out of my humanity and escape it. And the Lord's, hello, of all the world religions on the planet, you worship the divine who chose to become a human and not the flip opposite. 
You don't worship a man who elevated up to some spiritual status because of a divine revelation or because of their spiritual you know, attunement and their spiritual disciplines to be elevated into the state of the divine. No, we don't do that. We worship Jesus, who is the visible image of the invisible God, the word who became flesh and dwells among us, the Emmanuel, God with us. Not only a human being, but a human being who chose to set aside his divinity and, and became a servant, even unto the point of death. So this servant, Jesus, was just a dude. Can I say that? That's not sacrilegious. I'm saying this in a way that gets the point across that his capacity to meet people where they were and to bring restoration to bring rescue, to bring healing, to bring hope, to bring salvation, all relied on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in his human frame. And so there's a humility in that, and that's part of Micah saying, hey, walk humbly with your God, old man. Did I say old man? (laughs) I'm getting up there, I'm telling you, man. My friend was, oh, we were out hunting. I know this is a sidebar, but my friend, we, we were out hunting this last week when I actually had my birthday. And uh, he was great. He's, he's a few years older than I am, just a total stud out in the mountains, just great athlete and just really good friend. And, you know, he made me pancakes in the morning. We were sitting up on this mountainside looking for elk, and he handed me a card that a bunch of my friends had written in, and, and it just brought me to tears. Literally, I'm just like, and he's just grinning like, that's exactly what I was hoping would happen. He even made a pie and brought it to hunt camp. It was my favorite, apple pie. You guys know I'm a pie guy, right? Yeah, just mental note. Uh, So here's the deal. Here's the deal. He kept like saying, you're 60. You're 60 today. And I was like, stop rubbing it in, man. But that lasted for about an hour until I realized his enthusiasm was starting to get contagious on me. And it was like, wait a minute. Turning 60 beats the alternative, right? I'm here. Let's celebrate the fact that I made it to 60. Some of you know the close brushes with death I've had over the years, and I've made it. And also this reality of things, like I said, with the sabbatical, things are simplifying. So I can celebrate that. I think about this because what I believe is happening in my heart is I'm connecting it's happening. (laughs) I'm connecting with this freedom to just be a guy, to love people in front of you, to do what's right. Try not to mess it up too bad. And if you do, make amends as quickly as you can and walk humbly with God. And in that, there's no diminishment. There's no dumbing down of the anticipation of what God can do with humility. He gives strength to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. That being what it is, he welcomes us to receive his love and his wisdom. He asks us to consent to his presence and his activity in our humanity. He welcomes us to receive the transformation that happens when we just receive and settle into the gift of who he is for us without the striving. And he saves us, really saves us 
first and foremost, from our ego-driven, self-reliant ways. He saves us. And I want to just draw our attention to Romans 8.10, where it says that now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are, get this, you are fully accepted by God. You're fully accepted by God in your humanity. Can you get this? That the story with God begins with you're fully accepted. I know I'm going to step on toes here. Please understand that some of this is a work in progress. But I am convinced that the story begins with a yes and not a no. The story begins not with original sin, but God's original intent to bring blessing, to walk with us, to have relationship with us. The story of our lives in Christ begins with the original intent of God, original blessing, a yes. Can I quote 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22? God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ. I'm reading this out of the message putting his yes within us. By his spirit, he has stamped us with an eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he has destined to complete. Who has destined to see this onto completion? Is it you? Is it me? No, it's the man Christ Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who began a good work in you, and he will be faithful to see it on to completion. And that work begins with a yes. You're accepted. You're in. You're loved. Even if you don't know it yet, and even if you haven't given consent to God's presence and his activity in your heart and your mind yet, you may be lost in the sauce, don't even know what flavor it is. Trust me, I'm there half the time. And God absolutely accepts you. He loves you. He is a yes over your story. He has blessing for your life, not because of the good works that you've done, but because of what? His mercy. Titus. Read, that's a great one. I just want you to know that if I'm going to take Micah's encouragement for me, just the guy, to do what's right, to love mercy, you have to know that loving mercy means accepting the mercy that God has over your life. It also means expressing it. As you have received, then give it. All right, I got excited there for a minute. I just want you to know that you can relax into our, we can relax into our humanity, and we can be grateful, we can be grateful to receive the gift of Christ in whom we live and breathe and have our very being and I'll try to land this plane by reading something out of Colossians 1:12. Your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son, Jesus. We get to worship this man, Christ Jesus, who is the incarnation of God and who has come into our lives so that we can be the incarnational church 
the representation of Jesus. I think the phrase in the Bible talks about us being Christ-like, mature into Christ. You want to talk about who your true self is? That's where we start. Who are you in Christ? The generosity of God is his presence being poured into your life. The generosity of God is his activity to bring restoration to your true self in Christ. And this is the reason why we come to this communion table. You think about it. What did Jesus speak when he spoke of the elements of this communion table? He spoke of he spoke in terms of humanity, like his body that was broken, his blood that was shed, his body that actually took on our sin for us and removed the curse so that our human story could begin with a, yes, original blessing. And we receive his blood poured out for the forgiveness of what? which when translated is forgiveness for our blindness and our egotism and our broken attempts to meet our own needs apart from him. Yes, sin, dysfunctional behavior. He forgives us for our vain attempts and he invites us to receive everything that we need in him. I invite you to come to this table as an expression of your consent. As an expression of your consent, asking God to release more of his presence and his activity into your hearts and your mind. I want to jump into the weeds with that. I just want to, that word has been very important for me, consent. And I think that one thing that is helpful for us is to not assume that God knows the intent of your heart to receive. And I think it would do us well if we even had a daily practice of saying, God, I consent to your presence and your activity in my heart and my mind, and I choose to receive your love and your wisdom, let it transform me. I'll tell you a story. It was the end of September when Tiffany and I went to that Christian retreat center out in the desert of Utah, and there was a host couple there, but we were the only couple there, and um, the Lord really met us in that quiet place. And there was a lot of simplicity to what was being offered to us. Um, we could do as much or as little as we wanted. We spent a lot of time walking. We spent a lot of time in silence. We spent a lot of time together having conversations. And the times that we spent intentionally leaning into the Lord and offering just the Lord our very selves it was real simple, but it was profound. And I would say that the second highlight of my sabbatical is Tiffany. And I mean that. I know that was Hallmark card-ish. <laughs> but I really mean this. I don't believe we understood the gravity of our need as a couple before going on sabbatical. I felt like we had come into a modality of just divide and conquer. We, were, we felt like we were doing well for the most part. And when the Lord met us, and it, like I said, this is now into September, towards the end of September, it took some time for us to get to a place. 
I, I can just say that I am grateful that my sabbatical was not three months because the last month with Tiffany has been a treasure. And we spent um, the good part of October on the island of Crete. We had flights booked from Crete to uh, go to Israel just a couple of days before things started blowing up. And so we didn't go to Israel. We stayed in Crete. We got a bonus week in Crete. And it was actually that last week that I felt like kind of the Tetris pieces just we felt like we were now moving in a different trajectory. There's no way to summarize or even imagine what life would have been like had we stayed on our current trajectory pre-sabbatical. There's no way to know. I think the mercy of the Lord is constantly like chasing us down, right? But I do know that the grace of God in this four months for us, um, I'm just so grateful. And I'm grateful to all of you for that gift. Thank you. And I will say this, that as a final thought here. Um, it was actually November of 1983. Do the math. That's 40 years ago that Tiffany and I started dating. I know, right? 40 years. See what happens when you stick to it? I just Time just marches on. And, um, and then I just, yeah, so I'm celebrating the, the fact that we're entering into a season as well. It's not just about my birthday, but it's about the legacy of our lives. I love having our children here. I love having Papa here today. So thank you to all of you. This whole thing about Tiffany and I and the strengthening in marriage, I feel like I just want to pray for all of you who are in relationships, meaningful relationships. Would you stand all of you who are in relationships that you would love to see strengthened and just put your hands out to receive because I can say this honestly, it was not by virtue of our capacity to figure things out. It was God doing for us what we, not only could we not do for ourselves, we didn't even know what we needed. And so Jesus, I pray for your strength, your encouragement, your life to flow into every relationship that's represented by those who are standing, by those who are watching, who can connect with their desire for you to come and do for them what they cannot do for themselves, to strengthen their relationships with their significant others, to fortify them and increase unity to them, to bring friendship to them, to bring just joy in that relationship. And I pray, Lord God, for that grace to be imparted to each one who's standing and receiving now. In your strong name, Jesus, amen. It's our joy to offer these podcasts. We sure hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, any prayer requests, feel free to drop us a line at Fellowship at iCloud.com. If you're curious about ways you can be more deeply involved in this community, visit our website at EmmausFellowship.org and be sure to like our Facebook page.